Hello, everyone. Glad to be back with you again. We took a short little break, and now we're back for this second season of Meet the Pastors podcast. We're here to help connect our church community across the world to the latest news, direction, and the special people at the Nations Church in Suwon, South Korea. And again, I'm Young Ho Pak, and today we have with us Pastor Jenny Reed back with us to talk about um, worship and the ministry there at Nations Church. So glad to have you back again. Always good to be back. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you about something I know you have a great passion for. Oh, absolutely. That's my passion. It is. It's so evident. So I was going to just kind of start off our conversation by asking you what, in your your words, uh, in your own words about the ministry of worship and what you believe that to be. Very simply, I believe it to be an entrance into Mm. the presence of God. I believe that worship is not a Sunday morning thing, Mm. not even a church service thing. Worship is a lifestyle, and it's about your heart. Mm. Everybody is called to be a worshiper, but there are those who are called to lead other people into worship, and they feel that they have a particular special gift or a talent that God has given them or an anointing that God has given them to do that, Mm. And, and that's what's used on a Sunday morning. But for every single believer, we are to have and to live in a heart and an attitude of worship before God 24-7. Wow, it is, like you said, a heart attitude. Absolutely. It's a lifestyle. It it's, is. It's, it's a, a lifestyle. I mean, I'm also hearing, in a sense, who we are. Absolutely. It's yeah. basically, worship is showing or giving appreciation, admiration, and showing how much worth you give to something. Mm-hmm. We worship many, many things in our lives, Good and point. God has to be the ultimate one that we worship mm. by showing and giving worth to Him. That's what mm. it basically means if you break it down. I'm not a dictionary greek latin (laughs) studier or anything like that but if you take it back to its root it came from two separate words worship wow showing worth to or showing worth of something and so when we worship god we are basically saying god this is how much you are worth to me wow and shouldn't that be in our lives every day through everything that we do sure amen placing value absolutely on the most valuable being exactly Amen. How how in line does that come in with the vision of the of the worship team at the Nations mm. Church? What is the vision? Oh well, it's uh, like I say. We believe that everyone's called to be a worshiper mm-hmm. already. So anyone who is joining or wanting to be a part of the worship team, that has to be strongly within them. They have to have a heart mm. of worship. They have to have an attitude of worship, as you said, to live it twenty four seven that through their actions, through their day-to-day walk with Christ, through their prayer times, they have that permeating worship that just kind of surrounds them. And they love that and they live for that. Of course, being a musician helps when you're trying to lead other people because uh, that's what we do and that's how we do that. That's how Mm. we express our worship. But we would rather take people who have a heart of worship and an attitude of worship who would maybe say they're not the best musicians mm-hmm. than we would have a fully qualified, trained, professional, beautifully playing musician mm. who could do every single chord right, every single note right, every single per- you know perfect musical ability. Mm. For us, we'd rather have the heart and the spirit of worship for someone who's willing to learn and willing to work with people and join with people and wanting to lead them to that place of worship Mm. than someone who says, I can play an instrument amazingly and wonderfully. 
That's the priority. It's a priority. It's, it's the first thing that when we talk to anyone who wants to join the worship team, that we really question them about and really impress upon them that they mm. have to live this lifestyle. They have to have this attitude of worship, and that's what they want to do on a Sunday morning, is use what gifts and talents God has given them through musical ability to draw others and bring others into that presence of God and into that place where they too can experience that same feeling that they get and that freedom that they get and strength that they get Amen. through worship. Is that something that you can pick up on pretty easily with within people? I mean, how you, do you, you tell? You usually can. Yeah. Just simply, uh, we always, again, have a time period where anyone who's joining the worship team, they just come to practice. Uh, they don't start straight off on stage on a mm. Sunday morning just that so they can really get a heart and a vision of what worship the worship team is about and the members there and get some fellowship together and how we work together, uh, what we do. Um, and that kind of helps us give an idea then. The worship team is actually pretty high level of time commitment. I see. Um, so really you're going to want to be doing it. We, <laughs> we get up and we are at church by 8.30 on a Sunday morning when everybody else is still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> And we have to stay behind afterwards and pack everything away, or we even stay till 4 or 5 o'clock some Sundays practicing. Mm. Um, if there's extra events, Saturday night prayer and praise, again, we're there setting up early. We're you know, putting everything away at the end. So if you don't have that attitude and that heart of worship, those things become tiring and boring yeah. and hard pretty quick. Gotcha. Um, so it, there are many ways that you know, we can see and we can work on that. And if it's not a good fit, then, of course, that person can go do something else and find where they do fit sure. within the nation's. Um, community and what they want to do, um, but that's some some of the ways that we kind of that helps us to discover those things and just one on one relationship fellowship, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of hearing about their life a little bit, hearing their heart a little bit, and connecting with them. Seems like the heart of worship also almost coincides with the heart of serving. It does, yeah. It, they're almost one in the same. Well, <laughs> God is ultimately you know our servant, as in He gave and He lives Amen. to you know serve us. Not in a way that's wrong and disrespectful, because of course he's God. Of course, but yeah. he is the ultimate example. You look at Jesus' mm -hmm. life. You know, mm -hmm. he came and he he washed his disciples' feet. He served others um, in a way that you know just showed the love of God. And mm -hmm. worship, you know, is is a servant heart that we have to have because yeah. um, it's the same heart of Christ. Yeah. Oh, I I love that. That's beautifully said. Now I know the time commitments and some of those. Um, similar things are challenges that mm. people might face, but on a, on a more spiritual level, I imagine the worship team is in, in a sense, in the front lines. Absolutely, <laughs> spiritually. Yes, so we were I can even see. just talking about this this past Sunday okay. within the worship team. Yeah. Um, and we like one of the things I like to go back to is example of Joshua mm. and the people when they're walking around Jericho. Mm. Who were the people who marched at the front? The musicians, the wow. singers. They were literally on the front line in a battle zone, and they're not even soldiers. <laughs> they weren't equipped with swords and spears and That's shields. Amazing. They're equipped with their harps and their lyres and the drums and whatever else they were doing. But wow. yet God put them and told Joshua very specifically to place them at the front. And when he gave the um, order after they'd marched around six days in silence, uh -huh. and then when, he, when God gave them the go-ahead on the seventh day, they went with a battle cry of music and of a war cry of worship and praise before God. And that's how the walls came down. Wow. That's the power of praise and worship that can happen right there. So, yeah, you're on the front line. So many times the worship team will suddenly, you know, in their lives, they'll think, man, I feel like I'm getting attacked or mm -hmm. something's not quite right. And mm -hmm. 
And it's often very much related to what God's doing within the church mm -hmm. um, because they are on the front lines. Mm -hmm. And we often talk again within the worship team of how much easier it is if you think about yourself as a congregation member, if you've been able to really enter into God's presence through worship, mm -hmm. how much easier it is because your heart is already prepared to then hear the truth of the Word of God and through the mm -hmm. sermon or through the preaching. Mm -hmm. So we know we have a job to do. Of course, you know, our, our job is to, to worship God ultimately and give glory to His name. Mm -hmm. But in bringing people into the presence of God through worship, mm -hmm. what we're doing is we're getting, bringing them to a place where maybe whatever they've gone through that week, stresses, cares, worries, they're now at a place where they've kind of shifted their focus back onto God. Mm -hmm. Worship has brought them back into that place where they're like, okay, I remember now God's supposed to be the answer and I've kind mm -hmm. of gotten off course a little bit and I'm back on track. So that then when the Word of God is brought on a Sunday, their heart's ready, their heart is mm -hmm. soft, their heart is open and God can really speak much clearer and easier to them. So yeah, it's, it's a, a job. It really yeah, is. There's, there just doesn't seem to be a start and a stop point. It's just a continuation of living absolutely as you, as you and said. you can't fake it yeah it's not possible to get up on stage because uh, we have a stage on a sunday morning and worship god yeah. and then step down and on monday morning live a very different lifestyle mm. it doesn't work and people who do that could only actually manage to do that for a short period of time mm. because they're not able to because of the price and the sacrifice that they have to pay Time-wise, like I said, that then becomes a struggle for them. Spiritually, they get attacked so often and they can't because they don't have that spiritual relationship personally with God. They can't hold that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It really is. And it's almost as if some of those challenges kind of brings out the essence of what's already within. Mm. And just like a, a rose, you mm. know, it's a rose no matter if it's looking like a rose or stepped on essence and the scent of it just kind of permeates absolutely and god says that, that what worship is a sweet smelling fragrance and aroma Amen. to him so you can't have that one day and not another mm. and so you know it has to come through our relationships our marriages mm. our kids our families our work times every time not that you're standing there singing songs 24 7 but there are other ways that you can bring worship and honor and glory to god through your actions through your words through just the way you respond to things and uh, keeping your focus and your heart always bringing that glory and honor and that worship to God and putting Him and keeping Him in that rightful place. Amen. I mean, as a congregation member, I would give testimony to that about the ability and the evidence of being drawn into worship mm. by connecting with people who mm. are leading us in worship. It's almost like a, there's a doorway, mm. that entrance that you yeah. call it. It just opens up and just the Holy Spirit literally connects with and joins us all together Amen. in that. And I know it comes through the preparation of hearts. Mm. And that just, it's an amazing thing that we can join together in. It is, and it's what we're created for. God created us to worship Him. Amen. I mean, you Period. can't break it much simpler than that. That's true. And, you know, that's what we're going to be doing in heaven for eternity, is yeah. just bringing worship and glory and honor to God. So that's we good. might as well get a good practice and head start while we're here. Here, here. <laughs> Love that. Well, in terms of testimonies, do any stories come to mind um, as you think of those who are in the worship team or through the worship team, that there have been stories uh, impacted by the power of praise. Mm. 
people who've been impacted by praising God mm. and through that power that is um, released in us, mm. you know, th through worship. Does anything come to mind? We've had several different um, specific, I guess, instances of people in the both in the congregation and through the worship team who have been really struggling with something in their life, um, very uh, very practical sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes just emotional or spiritual, and they through a specific worship time have come to us afterwards as worship leaders and said, "Wow." God just really did something. God just changed something and shifted something during that worship time. To be totally honest, it's usually at the times when sometimes us as worship leaders feel it's some of the hardest times of worship we've had. I see. And maybe wow. we haven't felt like we've connected. Like you've said, you know, as a congregation member, we feel like maybe we haven't made that connection or the entrance hasn't been there. And then someone comes up and says this, and you're like, wow, isn't that amazing? <laughs> God does it despite what we feel or what we think Hallelujah. happens or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the way that you kind of coined the phrase, the power of praise, because I do believe there is a very strong power in praise. Mm -hmm. And I believe we've only barely touched on that as a, as a church mm -hmm. so far. Um, I know that uh, I'm, we're very connected with Mountain Child and the Himalayas, and mm -hmm. I know that the power of worship and praise is something that we're using and we're really really praying and seeking God how to use even more so in Nepal and places like that where you can't worship kind of transcend all barriers it mm -hmm. kind of crosses over every <laughs> divide because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter as you know from our, our services it doesn't matter what language we sing in mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what type of tune we sing it doesn't even matter whether we sing it really good or really bad mm -hmm. Because it's about that heart attitude and the That's power right. of praise and the, the depth and the intimacy and those testimonies of what happens in people's lives through worship come when you get that very strong connection. And that's regardless of all the practicalities. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a country like Nepal or a different country, that's something you can take in with you as a tool to use yes. that doesn't need a lot of training, doesn't need a lot of language teaching doesn't need a lot of different things to have to make it work or happen mm -hmm. because you can go into a place and the anointing, the presence of God that comes through worship is the same no matter what country you're in, no matter what language you're That's in, no amazing. matter what culture you're in. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, I'm excited to see how God can continue to build that in the nations too, how people can really start to understand and get to know the power of praise in their lives and how that can really alter and change their perspective of things mm -hmm. and how that can actually produce real change in their life when they really understand and they can harness that power within their lives of knowing what praise does for them and how mm. that connects them so strongly to God mm. and how that with that focus shift they're then able to be empowered as we've talked about they've then got the freedom the strength and they can go with purpose and they can do just as the walls of Jericho collapsed and fell down and they're Joshua and the Israelites took over, yeah. they can have that same experience in whatever area of their life they're struggling in through the power of praise. It just seems like it's just strewn across the Bible, isn't there? I mean, I Absolutely. wasn't aware of that um, illustration that you used with Joshua, mm. that the musicians were putting forth, yeah. but, but praise is everywhere. Praise is absolutely yeah. everywhere. I mean, and I think God, um, I think God you know, He knows and he knew, of course, when he created the world, all the different cultures and language and everything that was going to happen and knows that this is something that transcends and crosses all of that yes. in a way that nothing else can. Yes. Um, and obviously being married to Pastor Jack, missions is very strongly in our heart, <laughs> in our home, in our yes, passion. 
But And Pastor Jack preaches his missions. The ultimate goal of missions is to bring people into the presence and worship God. Amen. Because we are created to worship. So they're very strongly linked. And we want to be able to bring worship and praise into missions very strongly. And it, it goes across the board. It goes through the children's ministry. We don't mm. just sing nice little songs with the kids down mm. there. We actually try to teach them and try to encourage them to praise and worship. Because mm. if they can understand and learn that from a very young age mm. and the power it has in their lives, then imagine what it can do for them as they go through college and high school and yes. into their adult life to already have that power and have that knowledge of how to get in touch with that already. It seems like there's something that you're getting at here that is just beyond just praising in the good times and praising and thanking God for all the blessings. Mm. But there's something about you're saying that you're pu- you're almost all willfully pushing forward. There's oh, a, absolutely. There's a connection there that's mm. no matter what you're going through. Mm-hmm. That this going back to that lifestyle, mm. that mindset. Well, I love to read the Psalms. Yeah. David is one of the people that we always look to as a very key and strong worshiper of God, a man after God's heart. Yeah. And But I love to read his psalms because he writes very honestly about where he's he at. <laughs> you know, I'm having a terrible day, Lord God. Everyone's yeah. after me, you know, in my own words, of course. Yeah. Um, but he has that heart of worship. And there are times if you read the psalms where he says, I will bless the Lord. Yeah. I will continuously praise him. And that's not something, when I read that, it's not something I'm thinking right now he's really wanting to because he, cause usually if you're reading right. that, it's in connection when he's having a tough time. That's right. Yeah. And if that's not a time where he's then, like you say, thinking, oh, everything's going great, everything's going wonderful, God, you're so amazing. <laughs> it's easy to do that. It really is. It is. Because it's, you know, it's great to thank God and do that. But it's those times when you're struggling. It's those times when the pressures are pushing down. It's the times when something's going on and you just can't overcome it and whatever that if you are to make a conscious choice and say, I will bless the Lord, I will praise Him continually, that you're putting your, your body in line with your spirit. And mm-hmm. your spirit is then being lifted to be able to connect with God. Mm-hmm. Many times our body and our mind and our will and emotions, they kind of take priority over what our spirit is doing. And mm-hmm. our spirit really should be the one in control. And when we worship, our spirit connects with God's spirit. That's just the very simplicity of it. It's mm-hmm. your spirit and God's spirit connecting. Mm-hmm. Many times our body, our mind, which is our will, our emotions, gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Because we don't feel like it. Or maybe we don't like the song. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an old hymn and we like the rock and roll, the drum, <laughs> let's go rah. Or maybe we grew up on hymns and we'd love to have a hymnal back because we really appreciate the words and that's the style. But to be totally honest, worship isn't about any of that. Mm. Worship's not about us. Worship's about God. And so we should be able to come before God whether we feel like it or not. Mm. We should be able to come before God whether we love that song and think it's an amazing song, really connect with what it says, or whether we can't stand the sound of it. Because it's not about that. It's about us, our spirit connecting with God. And so sometimes even us as worship team members and worship team leaders on a Sunday morning, we're in that stage of, I will bless the Lord <laughs> continuously. Mm-hmm. It maybe it didn't come naturally that morning for us and because we're struggling or something's going on in our lives. But you know what? Every single worship team member, and I know, and many congregation members can testify to that, if you make that conscious decision to say, no, this is my time where I'm going to connect my spirit with God's spirit body, you stay out of it, mind, will, emotions, get out of it, mm. I will bless the Lord. You know what? It rises up inside of you. Amen. And it doesn't then become a difficulty or a chore because it is your spirit's connecting. And there, right. when that connection happens, nothing can hold you back. 
Amen. It's amazing. Such a good word. Wow. Preach it. <laughs> I told you I'm passionate about this. You knew that. <laughs> I did, I did. So, but such a real life application mm. for anybody. Absolutely. It really is. And it's not about, you know, yeah. some people say, I can't sing. I can't, you know, I'm tone deaf. I can't hold. It's not about any of that. Mm. It's about the Spirit of God and your spirit connecting and you just telling God, wow, God, you're amazing. Yeah, and, and, and it does, like you said, I think it helps people because we do. I think it's very natural for us to go into church settings and say, ah, this isn't my, this isn't my thing. Exactly. Right? And, and just to be able to turn that focus and know what worship really is mm. changes your life. It does. Too, I period. remember back in the UK, we had a, a service one time and a guest speaker came and he brought a guitarist with him. The guitarist could play three chords. <laughs> and there's a very limited amount of songs you can play with three chords. <laughs> and this, this gentleman, he, he preached, and then he prayed for people for about two hours wow. after the service. And so this guy was playing the whole time he was praying and worshiping. And it was some of the most powerful worship I've experienced. Mm. Musically, it was terrible mm. in, in a musician's mind. And I always go to my musician's mind. But the power that was there when this guy was ministering and praying was unquestionable. Mm. Very similarly, if any of you have ever had the chance to visit the ranch in Nepal, mm. their style of worship that they do at the church there is extremely different. I bet. They, they have different instruments, they have different rhythms, they have different sounds. Mm. But yet I've been brought to my knees in tears at times mm. with the power and the passion that those kids worship with wow. because their spirit is connecting to God's spirit. And it's, yeah, music aside, sound aside, rhythm aside, it's got to be, you know, we've got to put all that aside and kind of grow up a little bit out of that mm. realm that, you, as you talked about, we've been kind of brought up to think, oh, I like this style, I don't like this mm-hmm. style, this one works for me, this one doesn't. And I think it's time for us to grow up out of that a little bit and say, you know what, it doesn't matter, I will worship. I will Amen. give God the Amen. glory and praise. You know, I think it is that we often look for things that fit us so mm. much, but really what you're talking about is us getting in and entering into and pressing into God. Absolutely. And and then and, and just getting washed away with what He is Absolutely. doing and who He is, right? Yeah. And Such we have to deal with those challenges within the worship team. Mm. Uh, we have Koreans, we have Westerners from all different countries, we have people coming and going, people from different denominations, different backgrounds, different even musical uh, ways of playing things and, you know, musically speaking or even practically speaking, that could be very challenging <laughs> because, you know, have all these opinions, all these ways that people do things, all the things. But the reason it doesn't become a challenge to us is because we're not connecting in that place. We're okay. connecting in that Christ-centered community to say we're all from different backgrounds, places, agendas, whatever else, but we're here for one purpose, to Praise bring worship to God. God. And so we sometimes practically have to overcome those challenges. Maybe we have to communicate a little better. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have to talk about things a little bit more than perhaps normally you would if you were understanding someone very clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, We make That's one of the reasons that we do sing in Korean within the church Mm -hmm. because we want to be able to embrace every member of the congregation. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, singing in English and being able to express my worship in my own language is a blessing. I don't have to think about the words. I don't have to worry about grammar or what am I doing or saying. And I can just express myself. So I know that, you know, for the Korean speakers in our congregation, we want to give that opportunity to, to be able to express themselves and not have to think about words and grammar or reading it or anything like that, to be able just to express their heart yes. before God. Yeah. So we have that challenges. 
I had to learn how to sing in Korean. It's still not easy for me. You do a fantastic job. <laughs> I'm sure job, I, I still say. mess it up many occasions, not and I know the Korean singers had to learn and have to sing in English, and that's not always easy for them. Communicating sometimes is sometimes difficult because they have we have a certain way that we would say something, and other people would have a certain way. But like I say, because we don't connect on that level, we connect through you know being there for worshiping and being there for bringing the glory to God. Those challenges they just become minor, and you work through them. And uh, mm -hmm. we're really, we have a we have a wonderful team. We really do. I'm really blessed by the people we have worshiping in the nations. I believe that 100. Mm. percent <laughs> Well, I mean, I can sit here and just speak with you and dialogue with you about this wonderful topic for so much longer. But in the interest of time, I wanted to just throw out this last question about sure. those who are listening and are quite interested mm. in joining the worship team at the nations what what do they need to do what's the first first step and what do they need to expect and come wonderful with? question first yeah. step of course as we talked about have that live that lifestyle and that heart of worship mm. and really make sure that that's what's inside of them mm. and that's what they're living for if they're not sure how to get it or what to do go talk to one of the pastors go talk to someone who they can see lives that way mm. and start to build it up inside of them mm. If they really, or if they really got that, and they're really still wanting to join and be a part of that, they need to go talk to Youngman. He's okay. the groovy guitar player. I think I've seen You've him. You've seen once him or around, twice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say come talk to me, but with all our traveling schedules, I'm not here. If I'm around, they're welcome to come and say hi to me, and I'll introduce them to Youngman too. Um, but go talk to Youngman and just you know find out some more information about the worship team. What's going on? What's happening? How can they get involved? Like I say, they will be asked to join practices first just to see if they can fit into the team, how, you know, how they fit, if really they want to be committed that much because time commitment is big. Yes. Um, and take it small steps from there. Okay. Um, I will throw this out there. We do have right now a real need for musicians. Okay. We have particularly a drummer. We'd love to have another drummer. We have a right. very faithful, amazing drummer. But he also has other commitments, and he's about to get married. And oh, so man. his wife would like to see him occasionally sometimes because she travels a lot during the week, so sometimes weekends are hard. Um, um, just generally in uh, musicians, because the more musicians we have, the more we can rotate. Mm. And then that gives some people a week off, which is really nice. I love yeah. to play and lead worship, but I also love worshiping in the congregation yes. and just being able to have a chance to worship without worrying what chord I'm playing or what note I'm singing mm. or any of those things. Mm. Um, so we would love to have more people join, especially musicians, especially a drummer. Singers, of course, are always welcome. Remember, they're going to have to sing in both languages. Sometimes that's a struggle <laughs> for people, but you do need to be aware of that. Obviously, mm. we don't expect Westerners on their first day to be fluently singing in Korean or vice versa. Mm. But we, we will make that will be something that will be required of them as they continue to sing. And yeah, just to really have that heart and the attitude of a servant and to love God. And uh, we'd love to have him on board. All right. Well, we'll be praying that a musician with a heart of worship will be listening today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And be contacting young men. Well, thank you, Pastor Jenny, for imparting this passion onto mm. us and this wonderful always. word. It's such an encouragement. And thank you for joining us with here on Meet the Pastors and looking forward to meeting you here again for the next time.